Howdy there, folks. Tex the Black Pants Legion here, and joined by a room full of Legionnaires in locations somewhere in Texas. I'm not going to say where, because it's none of your goddamn business. You can choose a city. It's not Marfa. I'll just say that. No one lives in Marfa. If, yeah. you, if you live in Marfa, I'm sorry, but that's no one cares. It's the UFO capital of Texas. There's not much there. I, I understand the Marfa lights. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you live out there and you feel insulted, Marfa, but your barbecue is pretty good. Um, so I'm going to go down the room real quick because yeah, there's too many. we're in a room full of like so many people. So it's... the microphone you're hearing this from is going to pick up as many people as we can. So apologies if you're having trouble hearing some people. I'm going to do my best to make yeah. sure you can hear everybody. This is going to be a weird yes. podcast. Because we're at a meetup. Yeah, we, we, we did a meetup. It's important to meet people and then eat meat yeah. with people, but not meet we, with the We meet had a meetup where we ate meat and meet people. The meet, M-E-A-T up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. It, it's got a theme. Meetup should have a theme, like pirates, meet, World War II, whatever. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have your hobbies. That so meetup? Yeah. It was, it was a long-term meetup to determine uh, a few things. Um, <laughs> one, that the Germans don't understand how gasoline works, and two, that uh, flak has a point at which it doesn't. <laughs> um, so, so uh, directly across is the maestro of mayhem, the master of disaster, uh, DJ Disaster himself, uh, one of my accompaniments, good friend, Mr. Mike, say hi. Hello. To his right and my left is Eldonius, the man with the bird, the man with the plan, the man that makes all the t-shirts you like. Hello, everybody. To his left, the man, the myth, the legend, the haunt of Monopony Falls. The man who has said failure is indeed an option, and that that doesn't sound like me, Mr. Stagger. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> to his right, Mr. Osborne, the trucker, the man, the myth, the legend, the, LARP, the vampire LARP expert, the Shadowrun fixer, and the happy man who gives good hugs. Hi. Aww. It's true, though. Yeah. It is true. You give good hugs. Aww, thank Aww. you. To my right's the man with more stories than I have, and most of them are funnier. <laughs> Apostle of Tooch. Hey, everybody. To his right is Mr. Stuka, who comes to us from the great land of Canadia land, which is where uh, there's maple syrup, Vikings, and, and very fast people in fucking go-karts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. To the right's Mr. Goat, who's reclined, but he does remember the Alamo. I remember the Alamo also. Hi there. John J. Alamo. John Alamo, when he tried to stand up in front of a bunch of Mexicans. And invented the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> to the right is the Delta Green DM on tap and roving expert in all things esoteric. Hello, King's Row. Hi. To, his, or to her right, sorry, I'm too many people. <laughs> to her right is... The other master of disaster for Delta Green and the man who knows how to kill with a smile, Mr. Will. And eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> Behind and two feet to the right is Stagger's lovely lady and former bodybuilding champion and able to carry Stagger's sad ass around this town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, Shannon. And then we got Dr. Who's, who's sitting over there with prime 1983 IRS agent mustache. <laughs> he has got it. It's out of the central supply catalog. It says, you are being audited. <laughs> and I will smile. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. No, you've been great, Dr. Who. I'm just giving a shit. <laughs> Behind great. him is the man who ate like 12 boats of sushi. <laughs> It, who is like a walking monitor lizard who, who when he saw fish just couldn't stop it was like watching a ship breaking yard of sushi you know like when they're like they're bringing in the old tired maiden to break her up one last time and here comes the sushi and I was like this is the right place for us <laughs> and to his right the man who has the papers the man who has seen it all and the man who was once the mayor and made it five whole steps into a barbecue festival before realizing he had become consumed by it. <laughs> also, like, scary fast on a car. Do you know what brakes are? Like, in go-karts. That was the most amazing shit. Like, I was sitting there getting my fat ass around the corner of go-karts, and Captain Obvious goes by me like Luigi in Mario Kart. <laughs> And I'm like, he this, turned and stare at you? No, he just was going, and it was hilarious because I looked at his feet and I realized he wasn't using brakes. He was just, like, what, unnecessary. What happened was um, they said at the cart place, they said, don't ram into people. Like, don't get aggressive with other 
uh, people, but they never said anything about how that you have to treat your own cart well. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed that thing to its limit as best as I could. I know they it was fake springs. It, right at the last second when they slowed us down at the last little lap, and like hey, everyone has to slow down, they turn all the cars to slow down because they're electric. You looked over and you're like, "Have at thee!" And then you ran into me. And like, oh, sorry! And then you like kept driving. It was great. It was just that one moment of panic, like, ah, "Oh shit!" Oh, Caps got figured out. Brakes make you go slow. Yeah, That's true. Brakes. Yeah. Well, you know, other things can be brakes. We learned that in Kerbal. Um, uh, it's called lithobraking. It's called figuring out how to get people to fund explosions. Uh, you know, tomato, tomato. So we're, we're all here today. We're all gathered from across the U.S. There were more people uh, in the last few days that have filtered through. Uh, if, if we probably did the podcast with hundreds and hundreds, it would it'd probably kill us. Uh, and we don't want to be those. We had and gummy here. We, we so had. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we we had uh, yeah. Cookie Mama and, yeah, and oh Cookie Mama and her husband. Oh, oh man. so it's so Sweet comfy. Wookie's good, a good man. Wookie's yeah. a good man. Wookie's no, great. you, you have all these. A good dude. Yeah, you Long have all these. You hear that, Wookie? You're a great dude. Yeah, you have. We have all these wonderful people in the Legion. Like, and and I guess the central theme is I try to say is like when you go online and make online communities, you find that there's like these two weird roads where it's like one is cult of personality, where it's like pay to get in the Discord server and then pay to watch me do things, and I'm like horrifying yeah. and there's this other one where it's like what if we just made a weirdo club yeah and, and 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 then we let the weirdos decide what they wanted to do and and so like we we don't agree on everything but the one thing we do agree on is like getting together and like just being awkward yeah collective it's that collective awkwardness it's like a community college class that all became friends at the end of the semester well, yeah. Yeah. well it's like breakfast club until we play delta green you know and then it's <laughs> and that's like violent breakfast club it's yeah. like go go gadget violence who else is here <laughs> I, I apologized for that it aloe. no it's good we had aloe here and, and uh, Al- Aloe showed up to do girl? work. He showed up and he was like, I'm getting that rosebush out. And he and just like, yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah, sure fucking did right it. There. Yeah. yeah, he he was like, I'm going to do work. Why did he pull up the rosebush? I saw him digging the garden. I was assuming something weird was, was going on. digging your grave. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, You're a ghost. We came back from the nerd patrol around uh, town on Sunday and it was already dark. It was night. So Seven o'clock. In. Yeah, he's out there <laughs> with a the shovel right. digging up that rose bush. Yeah, he's like, back there all sweaty, like, hey, we got it. <laughs> like, Whoa. Yeah, and his girlfriend's got like the flashlight. I thought they like lost their keys, but they were just no. They saw yeah. something that was in like, front to everyone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is that like, and they were like, we're taking this. No, they're, that's yeah, this, but, this card does not deserve this atrocity. Well, they're they're it's people from Boston I've known as they're like, ah, oh, no, I'm gonna handle it. So if they say they're going to do it, they're going to do it. Otherwise, yeah. you're calling them a liar. So if they go, if someone's like, you know what, I'll take care of that for you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, they'll do it. We Whether had, or not uh, you want it, they'll do it. <laughs> we had Parallax. He was here for like a day. I yeah. Get to work or something. Yeah, indeed, he's hard working, dude. Good guy. And then we had uh, Mad, brought, Dutch. Mad Ducks, who was here, and he had to oh. go. He had to go do a bunch of gigs. He's like the mega busy dude. I, uh, me- that yeah. man works so much. Yeah. D- uh, 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 Ducks and I, we made, uh, we, we made like. Gumbo, oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, great. Was you made, yeah. oh, greatest compliment he could have given me. It was Gumbo great was Gumbo. Left. No, it was it was great Gumbo. And I I just want to say out there, uh, Mad Ducks also played a number of really good pranks. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> which will be discovered over time. But I'll say this much: uh, Diggs probably already f- figured this one out. But Mad Ducks wrote Diggs on the cap of every water bottle. <laughs> so they're all I, know why, I know what that's referencing because when after I got picked up from the airport I was brought back to the sponsor house that Diggs was hosting and we were all talking and Diggs would like get a water and then he would set it down somewhere keep talking and then you're like is this someone's water is this my water I'm just gonna get another one and he did that like five times <laughs> and there, was, there was just this lineup of water bottles that he would not drink because he thought they were someone else's they were all his <laughs> yeah, so so Mad Ducks made that manifest destiny because yeah, so it's I'm like bravo, sir. And then we had Spes Dog here, who is probably the best Jack's Box player, but like secretly stuff. He's he's yeah. he is a quiet, collected man. Yeah, and mm-hmm. but I know how to get a reaction out of him, and he would he would be like, no, no, no. I'll start playing Kerbal. <laughs> he knows, he, and, and and I'll just see him show up, and I can hear him smiling on the other, and he's like. Why is that rocket asymmetrical, Tex? And I'm like, I don't know. 
<laughs> it came like this. <laughs> and then Nova's here somewhere in spirit. No, Nova comes and goes as she pleases, but she has been most kind to open her home to us and just hang out. And for everyone who made this happen, I do have a you know deep appreciation. It's it's been fun to get together with people, but. Also- also, Icky Longwolf. Oh, yeah. yeah Longwolf. Oh, Long Wolf. Mustache. The, the, oh, the mustache. The oh, mustache. Right. The what? best mustache I think I've ever seen. He's going back to Canada or to uh, Alaska and American Canada. The most reddest face. Yes. He got more sun here than he probably has in 10 years. But yeah. he's, he's, one of the most, he's one of the most polite people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. He and Very Bane kind. left together, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bean was here. Bean was here. Bean, yeah. the other go-karting champion. Bean, yeah. Bean the actual go-kart champion. I drove Lone Wolf alone to the airport last night, so. Ah. So you're like, goodbye. Yeah, Back to the we... frozen north with you. Yeah, he put his north face jacket <laughs> on and he covered his, like, neck up. Yeah, it was, was almost like, prophetic because right. when I was driving there, we're both, him and I are both from the Pacific Northwest, and as we're driving, it starts, like, pouring rain. We're like, oh. oh, this feels familiar. Yeah, and so you're like, oh, <laughs> we were missing this. So stuff. you've reached, like, a transition zone and, like, the simulation's loading, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah you're going home, theme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you poor bastards. It's going to snow here. It was snowing uh, where I live. Yeah. In, uh, in spirit, we got Caterham. Yeah. The crazy, oh, yes. the crazy Arkansonian who sent meat oh, and so, so many good. bottles of barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. What he, are we going to do with yeah. this? Well, uh, yeah, no. He's, oh, he's, it, it's, again, everyone sends their love. Even the people who couldn't come are like, hey, guys, have fun. I I'm mean, gonna it's going to have to send that back great. home, some of it. Oh, yeah. My grenade of hot sauce. About a hot sauce hand grenade. Yeah, we went to the Alamo. Yeah, we went to the Alamo. Like, no, we went, we went yeah. to the Alamo because I said you have to remember the Alamo. And yeah. so we went to the Alamo and walked around. I love the Alamo because it's small. And the line is not longer than the exhibits. That's why I hate the Smithsonian sometimes. Because you go in there and you stay in the line for like 45 fucking minutes. So you walk around the Smithsonian there's three things because they're renovating it. You're like, cool, tarps. I got these at home. But uh, like when you walk around the Alamo, it's all right there. In and out. In and out. Just in and out five yeah, minutes. Wow. And see the Alamo. It's the fast food of national monuments. Yeah, you in and out. Not pretentious. And then you just walk around and do whatever you want. People are like, wow, this is it. It's so tiny. And it's like, yeah, that's why it's so amazing. Yeah, they hence, fucking bought an well, army in this. So it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's it, we're in that fish in a barrel equation. Welcome yeah. to the barrel. Like, like <laughs> It's an unfortunate place to be in history in the barrel. That's why people remember last stands. And so we go around, have our moment. Member of the Alamo, um, yeah. but in typical BPL fashion, um, there is a real history that is based on reality. And then there's what we decide history is based on the meme. And as a clamper, I appreciate it. But what was the end equivocation? The Battle of John J. Alamo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's the one. All right. Me so and, uh, Lone Wolf just started kept making up fake history because we don't know the real Alamo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fine. As a historian, I appreciate this. There's plenty of YouTubers who make a market on it. Tell us about yeah. John J. Alamo. So the Battle of John Alamo was uh, fought when John Alamo invented the Alamo. <laughs> and it's when Santa Claus Anna was like walking his uh, troops down, his gummy bear troops with bayonets out. Yeah, they, yeah. Serious. Candy and John Alamo's men, yeah. Yeah, yeah, John Alamo's men were also walking. They didn't know how to turn, so they had their bayonets and like, can you guys get out of the way? No, you. They stabbed each other, and it started the big war. You had a uh, I Eldonis, yeah, can you draw war. this? <laughs> there's world war, and then there's the big war. World yeah. <laughs> picking lawyer helped uh, break into the into the Alamo because they had a bunch of locks on the. Yeah. <laughs> and they and then near the Alamo, there's a bridge with those locks adorned all over it to yeah. remember the lockpicking lawyer's valiant effort to get in. Well, I mean, you've done the lockpicking in Skyrim. It's the same thing. It's like yeah. if you fuck that up, you're like, ah, or Fallout, you're like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. And you just like kick the that, door. That reminds me of the worst Skyrim mod I ever saw. It was called. Okay. It, no, it was. It was a, a high bar. No, That's a very high bar. Yeah. I, I'm gonna tell you what it is. So Easy. here's here's the worst Skyrim mod. It, it is the worst Skyrim mod. Somebody put this up, and it was called like. It had some innocent name. It was like lockpicking enhanced or something oh. fucking stupid. And so when you did it, every time you fail the lockpick in Skyrim, like the th- it was like the third time you fail the lockpick, it would go back to the intro and wipe all the saves. Oh! So you would fail, and then it would be like, 
Ah, you're finally awake. <laughs> right back to that point. No. Oh, that's sadistic. So people called it like this Groundhog Day effect. <laughs> because in Skyrim, you forget. You instinctively start opening things. Well, yeah. So you, you go, you're like, oh my god, I started over. And then you're like, oh, a chest. And you instantly go back to it and lose just, two, three hours. Just don't open any clocks for it. Can't help. No, must open. Rabbit brain needs to open box. Exactly, it'll just see that and go, ooh, and I then back to the beginning. I don't need ten must cabbages, have. but I mean, it is sitting right there, and there's ten of them on that table I have perfectly. I can start collection. Ten cabbages. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you do or don't. They're coming. Middle fighting a dragon. Oh, yeah. Fight all, you bring fire. I got war. My favorite. Always the cabbage merchants down. <laughs> My cabbages. My favorite in Skyrim is is like, I, I love people who get really heavy and serious into like the Elder Scrolls lore, and they'll sit there and tell me all the shit about the Elder Scrolls lore, and I'm like, uh huh, and then and then they'll tell me how important it is, and I go, uh huh, and then when they're done talking about Elder Scrolls lore, or they breathe, they have to breathe when they talk about it on occasion, and so I I will say, you know what my favorite Elder Scrolls lore is. And they wait. I'm like, that you can, in four seconds, eat 40 pounds of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite Elder Scrolls lore. Dragonborn. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, Power of munchies. <laughs> oh, shit. So it's like the Texas Barbecue Fest guy's like, yeah, I fought a dragon. Where are you at? Uh, just that guy can, what was it? We had a, we saw a guy there who we called like the judge. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was Wait, he, no, I don't yeah. want to hear this. There, there was a guy there that was like eight wide toms wide. <laughs> yeah. And he looked very official in how he looked and surveyed things. Yeah, he looked like a guy from like... He, he looked that, like, like he was here to determine who lived and who died. Yeah. Like he, he had that look about it. He was dead ass fucking serious. Like, I walk this earth to determine who is worthy. Like that <laughs> walk of purpose. Just sitting there walking with purpose. Like how Head held high too. Yeah, like, you know what? I'm here to wreck shit. And we were like, the judge has arrived. He was also tall. Like, that's the he other was, thing. No, he was, he was, like he was six foot eight. It looked like if you just said, like, um, in a video game, if you moved all the sliders to the right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, want, guy. I just want this character to fill the box. <laughs> like, that was the thing. And so it was this guy, and he was like, it was like a Mountain Blade character walking around. And it was just like, I'm here to eat all the meat. Yeah, I'm we're like, judge. that's John Texas, the judge <laughs> from Texas Monthly. Oh, God. That was, it, it's it's really weird to think that, like, even small events that we've been to, you'll see influencers now walking around, oh, like, yeah. in public with their steady cams and everything. And they're like, hey, dozens of people, I need to record people in public. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, yeah, it was like the guy we saw was just like, yeah, he came in through the normal gate that was the general audience gate. And I was like, when you have like with all the gear they had, I was like, wouldn't you guys have like a VIP ticket? Like, wouldn't you guys? Wouldn't wouldn't buy people? Like that? It's like a hundred dollars more. If if you were a celebrity, if if you were a celebrity and an expert, wouldn't wouldn't you have like an invite to these things for a media thing? If if you were a celebrity or like recognized, wouldn't yeah. wouldn't that be the case? Well, dude, it was like, like he had like ten thousand dollar cameras, like three of them. I was right, like, but not fuck? a VIP what? ticket. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting he had to save some money somewhere i, <laughs> I was gonna say like that shit's expensive but I, five like, of you oh, yeah and, no and i'm not trying i'm not trying to criticize what he's doing i'm trying to say i don't understand it yeah like, so it's like bizarre ago, right? yeah like yeah. I, don't, I don't know i'm just saying i don't understand like getting all that equipment to like go watch people eat it was weird yeah it, it was like it, it honestly is like all that stuff always comes off as bizarre because like you know you what? need releases for all the people you're filming if you don't have those if anybody sees your video and wants to take it down, they legally can. If you film in public and someone sees that their face is there and says, I don't want my face in there, and you don't block it out, they can take your video down. That well, easy. That video is not for, like, the internet. That video is for him. He just really wants to watch it. Oh, so, so. Yeah, if it's for yourself. Oh, I get it. So you're saying, like, he goes through, he has all that HD 4K camera, and he, he, he stands around with the influencer shirt, and he's like, yeah, I'm here for the barbecue. And then, like, everyone's sitting there filming everything, and then he has his editors go through and, like, just clip out everyone licking their fingers. Oh, yeah. my God. And then he sells that online. 
everything's ah. a close up of a person's mouth well, yeah. while they're eating like yeah. wet meat. And, yes. that yeah. the, and that validates how he spent his money. He had to put his money into his tech, into the technology right. to observe this. But then, like, he didn't actually give a shit about the barbecue. No, no, no. He's this. This is this is part of his business. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's like meateat.com or something, <laughs> and it's just like close ups of people's gums. Chew <laughs> sec. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't like it. I'm just going to lay this bike on the table whenever it's here. What? Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, since we've been here, aside from that, we've also just been like playing like a ton of tabletop games. We've we've learned box. in in the game of Coup who's the Duke, and apparently and who's the double Duke. Yeah, we've double Dukes. I am the Duke. I'm the Duke. I'm not. Uh, yeah, wasn't I? Yeah, I was a double duke. Yeah, you had pocket dukes. Yeah. <laughs> I did. It was fun. Dukes right we, here. We also had Stagger, the worst liberal in secret his Hitler ever. That was the best <laughs> one. You shot you were, me. Yeah, I was not a liberal. Stagger, you you shot your fellow liberal in uh, secret he Hitler. He didn't seem as liberal. He wasn't a real liberal. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a real. You, well, you don't know that he was a liberal. Well, he was it, liberal enough for my yeah. case. So, so, well, all, all, you, all, you, all you know is that he wasn't Hitler. That's all you know. And you kept calling me a fascist. That's because what? I didn't want anyone else to blame me. <laughs> <laughs> so I beat you out to be the bad guy. It was really convenient. So, so unintentionally in Secret Hitler, everyone basically played real politicians. Because uh, we had, like, Captain Obvious, who spent the whole time pretending to be a series of German counts and dukes. And then, and, and then you have... You know, uh, Stagger doing the same, who is accusing everyone of being a fascist and saying how how good he is. I am one of the actual fascists in the game, and I'm just voting yes on everything and smiling. That's all I'm doing is I'm just going, yeah, yeah, sounds good. Uh-oh. Yeah, no problem. You know, and just doing that the whole time. And so everyone's playing these just pantomimes of people. And it made it great because everyone starts screaming. And then Stagger's like, I'm going to shoot someone. You! And he points at Captain Obvious, who does like the huge fallback, like, No, I have a family. I was in the war. I was in the war. I was a good soldier. I'm a Duke. You did not serve in the war. And you all elected Will, who turned out to be Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Turns out, yeah. Always, always Turns out Hitler's very liberal. I'm not that surprised. Turns out well, Hitler is a redheaded Canadian. Yeah. Because they were like, who Be wants to be Hitler? Leaf. And Will was like, well, nobody <laughs> wants to. I guess I'll, I'll leave. do it. Yeah. We're not all evil, I swear. The yeah. day of the rake. Every shit post. It's me. We'll bag you up like we do the debt right Everyone's just like, yeah, we know. We just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, why was it? Uh, I wish I was some height. That's why your national anthem is, oh, Canada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you do that? <laughs> don't talk too much shit. They'll burn our White House. Yes, they again. will. Again. Yes. Burn, burn, burn. And we're the ones that did it. It's all right. They need to get the insurance claim. Well, it's, it's like... <laughs> Well, like, um, we're talking about our first Text Talks history soon, um, yeah. and we've got, uh, I mentioned a bit about early aviation, and speaking of Canadians, it's like doing history on early aviation, you find that there's a lot of Canadians who just don't give a fuck, <laughs> and it's amazing, because you, you have, like, in World War One, you have the Canadians who are like, I volunteer for air service because I will fight the Hun, and, you know, and it's like, all right, and they're like, okay, step one, have you ever seen a fucking plane before? And the guy's like, the guy's like, Nope. <laughs> no, I, all right. You have to learn how to fly, comma. Then I have to put you in the Southwest Camel. The Southwest Camel doesn't like turning in certain directions because the engine's spinning in one way, so it's like a gyro. As a total loss oil system that runs on castor oil, which it was used in the 30s by the fascists to make people puke themselves to death. That is how bad castor bean oil is. That is burning off constantly in your face. That's why you have a scarf. These things were uncontrollable even under perfect ideal conditions. They were nearly unflyable. You have a guy who's not seen a plane, learns to fly, gets in the Southwest death trap, and then like in nine months of I guess we fly to the Germans today and see what happens. 54 kills. And it's just like... Oh, no. Yeah, so it's just like, what's the point of all this thing? And it's like, this thing's great. <laughs> I have just, the goose. I have the goose. Yeah, just sitting there like, this is great. What do you do? It's loud. <laughs> you find all sorts of other aviators like coming up with excuses and talking about all this artistry, and the Canadians are like, these camels are great. <laughs> they sometimes even land. <laughs> 
it makes me wonder about World War One, what it must have been like to see like a Zeppelin for the first time like approach the front. Because you as an, even as just like a basic infantryman knows that balloons are precarious things. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just sitting there holding a balloon popping device <laughs> as it slowly comes into range and you're like, uh oh. <laughs> just put the low hum on the propeller. Just like, yeah. And then you see that Zeppelin realizes, you know, he needs to leave because <laughs> there's an army there. Well, leaving what's, a Zeppelin uh, is a very long process. Yeah, what's he going to do? It's going to... You're just slowly watching it like a ship in the sky turn around. You're like, all right, $5, he blows up. And they start to slowly deflate and get lower, and they're like, oh, you can see people panicking. You, you like, just, well, only one. You can see the guys running around yelling at each other as it slowly crashes for 10 minutes. <laughs> Pipe down, Fred, you're ruining it. <laughs> well, that's learned recently. Uh... Even, like, in peacetime, and everyone's got fucking guns, some asshole's just gonna take pot shots as the Zeppelin is well, that's why the Hindenburg didn't go to Florida. The other thing I've learned is that uh, people are generally afraid of Zeppelins, right? That's something yeah. I've determined. And I've determined that by the fact that in the last year, uh, my the city where I've been living had a had a, a blimp like circle it a few times because we had a race there. And we had to, we got a mass text message for people who lived within like the zip code from the police department saying, "Please quit calling about the goddamn blimp." <laughs> it's not crashing. He's okay. <laughs> so I've determined that uh, blimps are in fact just a psychological hazard. So I've determined. <laughs> well, I I think that what would be great, like okay, I hate I hate most airlines. Just because they're awful. Most airlines are fucking awful. Um, Boy, but, here we go. Here but we no, go. no, no, no. Here, no, hold on. I, I'm, 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 I'm setting the basis for it. You need to massage anger into people. You can't just punch them in the face. They'll change the channel. <laughs> massage anger into people. Correct. Like, that imagery is so bizarre. Well, that's what I mean. Is you can't just be like, I hate blah, and people are like, wow, what, what an asshole. Angry hands reaching. It's like a turtleneck of upsetness. I'm just imagining like a claw <laughs> just rubbing on the back, like shh. <laughs> No, it's like when you massage like spices yeah. into meat before you cook. Yeah, deep set the spice. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta uh, le- loosen that meat up. But yeah, you want to loosen that thing meat up. <laughs> so he said meat. Uh, check it out, Beavis. It's a reference. Um, so what what I'm thinking is the next time the airlines go bankrupt, which they will, mm. and we buy them out. Which we will. No, get out of here's, here. Here's my idea. I say, okay, new rules. You have to bring back the golden age of aviation. You have to. No choice. I better see some wicker chairs on that. I want to see plane. wicker chairs on my fucking planes, <laughs> or I want to see zeppelins choking the skies. I want to look up and go, holy shit. <laughs> Every day. I want to look up and see Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow as these planes. Sl- like, I want to watch Zeppelins accidentally slowly crash downtown, and it's not a big deal. Like, it's just like a boom. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the perfect world in, in aviation for you is just waking up each day feeling like I'm hearing the blitz. Yeah. Like I should hear a siren each morning. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. We need a guy who's just going to be because every time you have something <laughs> like that, where it's like, oh, we want to have blitz or something fun. You have a mechanic who's like, oh, I don't know about that. I'll see why we should do that. It's very inefficient. And you go have a guy who just goes boring. Fire yeah. this guy. <laughs> I, if you let me into aviation, like into Boeing or Airbus. I'd be like, all right, which one of you has a flying wing? One of you does. You've shown it to no one else. Which one of you has a flying wing? And if they're like, no, I'm not designed a flying wing, you're all fired. (laughs) And then I'm going to go on LinkedIn and I'm going to write, now hiring crazy people for cool airplane club. (laughs) And I would just be like, if you can fold a neat airplane, mail it to me. (laughs) Like, if you can make a paper airplane that's exciting to look at, we'll build it. Because aviation is boring, and I want things to be cool. So if you're like, hey, this is my triple-decker supersonic triplane, I'd be like, let's build that fucker. <laughs> I can go Mach 10. I don't yeah. care. Good. I don't care if it does warp speed. 
This yeah. has a look. Does it have to have a pre-required uh, safety factor, though? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it needs that. I, I like the idea of like going Mach ten on a commercial flight. So you're in space, you just see clouds getting displaced. You're like, what the fuck's happening? You light the engines, and you find that like after you light the engines, the whole weather pattern of Europe shifts like twenty miles to the right. <laughs> Cloud, go away. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to fly Mach 10 to get the storm out of here. You guys need a little more sun this year. <laughs> Put a little uranium in that fuel tank. Everyone has to replace their windows. But, like, okay. <laughs> From LA to Paris before you even left. <laughs> the only plane that can fly up your own ass. <laughs> Acceleration, what's that? Um, so, like, the reason I mentioned airlines is uh, we had to fly my least favorite airlines in the world, which is Delta. And I hate Delta Airlines. So uh, all last year, I said fuck Games Workshop for all the things they did, and you know I still don't like their stock price. You know the thing. The thing that's funny. I've I've heard differing stories on that, but I think Games Workshop is more saying flex in all of their prices of things because people are suddenly realizing that plastic is not worth its equal weight in silver. (laughs) So when that realization comes up and people realize you can buy other games that are less less money, they also allow you and your other friends to play more frequently. For less money, they'll go play those games. So when that happens, Games Workshop goes, oh no. Games Workshop, you need to bring back lead minis. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, point, the point is, is I'm showing that they got greedy. Everyone got tired of their shit. So I said, fuck Games Workshop for a year. So I've decided, uh, based on how Delta Airlines treated us uh, with casual disdain, ruin, and rot, I would spend the next year on the podcast uh, just casually reminding people of how casually trash Delta Airlines is. Okay, t- those little TVs. Oh, those little TVs well, are fantastic. TVs. You can watch all, the, all those movies from the world. Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah, and man. Whatever. Oh, yeah, sure. I watched it from afar because they had subtitles on and I wasn't going to touch my screen because I didn't want to. I didn't want to get anything on that plane. Yeah, no. So what what we learned with Delta <laughs> Airlines is is Delta Airlines has this really cool policy where if you show up on time for your flight, they won't let you have the seat because they sold it to someone else, uh, even though you bought the seats like six months prior. Yeah. And that's really fun. And then they have gate agents who will say, don't worry, we have you another flight. Go here. You'll be first in line. And you run across the airport to the other gate. And they have no idea who in the cinnamon toast fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. That's Delta Airlines. That's the Delta Airlines experience. Now, the problem I had is they delayed that one plane a little bit because they said they were cleaning it. Now, um, I know that I'm not like perhaps the cleanest person in the world or the nicest smelling person in the world. But I think that seat shouldn't crunch. And if you spend 15 minutes, quote, cleaning it and to try to tell everyone you care about, you know, the airlines and COVID and disease, um, it's really interesting to have crunchy seats or fingerprints all over the window and the glass and everything else. And then, yeah. And they're like, wow, you know, I've, I've ridden in cars with people who are just gross but I also don't pay hundreds of fucking dollars to do it. You know, here's the thing, too. When we were flying, I think, directly here, it was like that one flight was like we, we waited and waited and waited to get on the plane because they're like, oh, no, we, we have to put you in standby. Even though we were supposed to be on that plane, they put Correct. us in standby. They, no, it's because it's less work and, yeah, uh, and they don't they care. Us off. Oh, God, that in every the, every ticket agent we dealt with was just dismissive and incredibly rude. I mean, they were laughing at our misfortune. But, and but it's like, plane, mm. the part of the reason why it didn't just take off is because their fucking computer system was down. You know, the thing that flies the plane? The autopilot? All of that. Like, I'm sure the pilots can fly manually just fine, but not, like a lot of the plane requires that computer system to Delta work. Airlines, our computers work. Yeah, so I was just sitting there, and the captain goes like, "Sorry, everyone, we're having a bit of a computer glitch up here. I'm just we're going to restart the computer, see what happens." And then I was like, "See oh. what happens? What the fuck?" Delta Airlines, let's see that. what happens. And <laughs> <laughs> you tried turning it off and on because I think they were trying to avoid moving people to a new plane that wasn't operational. Well, that it was, like, was, uh, it was like, "Oh yeah, it works now." And I was like. IT guy comes back out of the plane and everyone's just like, woo! I was like, I don't know about that. I work in IT. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm an IT guy and I wouldn't clap. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, restarting something after it broke usually means you have to do some kind of troubleshooting afterwards to make sure it doesn't happen again. It, I would say even more so on an airplane because you don't want to do that in the sky. Why not? But what was great? Right, why not? Yeah, just, just restart it while you're in flight. What, yeah. what could go wrong? Well, it works but, for Delta. Let's just yeah, see it's, what It works for Delta. It's obviously their policy <laughs> because it's what that. they did. <laughs> But, like, sitting there going through that to get here, you sit there and think back, like, have I ever had a pleasant experience with some of these companies? Because, like, if you go to Walmart, right, and someone shoots you at Walmart, (laughs) 
you won't go back to Walmart. But like with the airlines, you're like, God, I hope they go bankrupt and they do. And then someone buys them out and you're like, no, let them die. <laughs> Please let someone else have a go at this. I've tried nothing and nothing works. Indeed. <laughs> These retrofitted ass 1985 airplanes, like they put LED lights in it, so it's like, oh wow, RGB. And you're wow, like, it no, still no, no, smells no. like smoke in here. Yeah, I'm like, I can feel the plane creaking. Come on, let's yeah. change this. This is a new plane ish. Yeah. <laughs> Parts well, of this plane are new. <laughs> oh, God. Plane of Theseus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, right. This plane is legally new. Yes. By weight. <laughs> 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 this plane is a foam peanut. Well, I wasn't the only person who's had, like, because the thing is, is we get in, we all start bitching about Delta, and then, like, I wasn't the only person with a Delta story. Yeah, there were people just started popping, like, oh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tooch, you got one where they decided to send your guns to another country. Oh, yeah, so I, I used to uh, I used to be stationed in Texas and, like, at Fort Bliss, and, like, when I'd fly home. Army? Yeah, I was in the Army, so I'd, like, fly home and back and so when i went home one year for like thanksgiving it's huge hunting season obviously so i take and also it's just a gathering in the south so frankly we bring our guns and so i packed all mine up i did all the things we put on the plane i flew uh back to my home on the east coast perfectly fine but then we had to come back and when i came back that's where the trouble was i got on a plane uh in south carolina and then i got off the plane back in el paso texas and my guns got off the plane uh in ontario canada and so I got pulled aside by, like, TSA immediately. It was, like, them, uh, two, I guess, administration nerds for, Del like, for Delta. And, like, they pull me into a back room, and they're like, so here's the deal. We have a problem. I'm like, yeah, like, there's a bit of an international incident. Your guns are in Canada. And I was like, okay. I said, I want them back, of course. And they were like, no, you don't understand. This is a real problem. I'm like, that is y'all's problem. I want my fucking guns back. <laughs> And they're like, okay, we can do that. But first, I need to have you uh, affirm in writing that this is an inconvenience and you did not intend to send your firearms to Canada. Because if you did, you're involved in the international arms trade. And I was like, oh. Whoa. So well, then I am, in fact, inconvenienced. <laughs> so, so Delta Airlines, just for those curious, will take your firearms, ship them to other countries, and create international incidents. And then try to throw you under the bus. Sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Sounds really fun. Delta, Delta Airlines. Actually, yeah, the lady tried to throw us on a Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, we were on standby boarding, and she was, like, calling last boarding. We walk up with our standby ticket. She put her hand over the scanner, like, nope, didn't call standby, and then just smiles. But they got those little That's TVs on there. Yeah, they got those little TVs. Yeah, yeah those little TVs are great. Nothing, because... which, nothing like uh, sitting there with our first Delta flight where they had the safety briefing, which I couldn't hear because the crew at the back of the plane was partying and had music playing. Yeah. So they're like, in, in the event of a... You should, and they're all just like having fun, and I'm like, Delta Airlines, we care. Yeah. There's a those TVs in the back of the seats are great though because they have this feature where if you interact with them you can actually move uh, the screens until it shows you how much time is left in your flight and that's incredible because I now can watch it real time as I get closer to getting the fuck off a plane owned by Delta Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There is that is it's like a GPS feature and you watch the plane go across the country getting close. I'm like, thank Christ. Well, I, 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 I love how like Southwest will fly directly to places because they're like, hey. You want to go to, like, Puerto Rico from Texas, you should just fly there. Yeah. Delta Airlines has this really fun policy with, like, you need to fly, like, the next state over. You should probably go to Canada. You should probably go to Canada, then Chicago O'Hare. But yeah. while you're in Chicago O'Hare, you need a five-hour layover. And you're like, but why? And they're like, Delta Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> We need to use as many planes as possible to get you home. And the thing is, it's, it's something we said when we were like, well, why, why is anything done about us? Because people are just happy to get the fuck off the plane well, yeah. where they need to be. They it, don't want to like, think about it anymore. When you get off a plane, like Delta Airlines, you get off and you're like, I hope my bags are here. Thank fuck I'm here. Thank God it's not like three in the morning. <sighs> and you run like shell-shocked to go find your belongings. And then you're just like, thank God I'm home. Yeah, then you just repress that horrible memory yeah, it's until like, you're back in TSA again. You're like, oh, God, oh. that anxiety you feel, it's not from flying. It's from having to deal with that. Yeah, it's like I am about to submit my will and testament to Delta Airlines. 
Hmm. I fucked up on the flight home last time and I took two edibles. And then, uh. And they were like, my girlfriend's having a great time. She's got two seats on either side of her. She's comfy, and I'm sitting between two guys with my same body type. <laughs> so, so big fridge body type, yeah, like yeah, 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 type. yeah. So my arms are like crossed and grabbing the opposite knees, right in front of you. Shoulder room, and I'm just like slowly hyperventilating, wondering if I'm just gonna vomit all over myself and just mass paranoia just <laughs> for about like two hours. It was awful. Oh my god. <laughs> My favorite was I was on a Southwest flight one time and there was this kid running around and this kid was just a horrible fucking kid. Like, I don't know what was wrong with him, but he was just like constant manic energy, screaming, running around, throwing tantrums, just awful kid. And the mom, everyone felt sorry for the mom. Different people were trying or whatever. Boom, boom, seatbelts. And I saw that. And I just tightened my seatbelt because I knew we were flying into Colorado Springs, which has like oceans of turbulence. And I watched this kid leave the ground, hit the top of the plane and hit the ground and just go quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was like, everyone just go, ooh. No, and, and everyone was quiet too. Oh. And, and then the mom picked the kid back up and buckled him in. <laughs> I was like, that's God right there. <laughs> It just, and I was like, yep. Yeah. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Yeah, and I was like, you know, gravity's awesome, and I will fly southwest every time I get, because that was awesome. But Delta, no, you won't see that. Like, I went, when we went on Delta, we watched them talk and be really social with the first class people, and then when it came back to, you know, steerage, you know, they were just like, what do you, do you need? What do you want? Yeah, like. Yeah, you, it, want, you, you want, want a, a lukewarm? You want a lukewarm? You have a ginger ale. Do you, you want a, a car Do you want a bag no. of destroyed cracker dust? It's <laughs> been compressed, so you think it's a cracker. <laughs> like they, as soon yeah, as you open it, it returns to dust. It's, it's the particle board of crackers. No, will, it's 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 the it's yeah. the uh, quantum superimposed Schrodinger's cracker. It is intact until you open it. It is or it isn't. And so they'll, they'll just, like, give you that, and you're like, take that slave, and they just, like, throw you your hay in your fucking steerage compartment, and you're like, I paid for this. I'm a human being, and they, they try not to look at you. Yeah, they, they, like, slowly do put the coffee down on your tray, but they do their best not to, like, give you, like, eye contact or, like, so, yeah, so I don't want to. Did Delta take the honey peanuts away because they were the best thing? They, they've taken all the peanuts away because someone was like, I saw a peanut once and I will die. Or something, or I don't know. Like it, the best. They made me eat corn on the flight down. They made they they, they, they wait. <laughs> so, so wait, Shannon's in the corner smiling and nodding <laughs> on the cover. Wait, wait, no, no. Explain what? This. Shannon, come, please, please, like <laughs> please join the circle. Shannon, please, so please. One of us. One of us. One of us. No, yeah, it's when, when he's telling stories, we just need like another mind to say, I saw it. Because you understand that the general public will not believe them. Stagger is unique. Yes. So, okay, you were flying on a plane. No, no, you're flying on a plane and they reach cruising altitude. And then they gave us corn in little tiny bags, like you were going to get, uh, I don't know, like, like fucking cow? dinosaur shaped gummies on Are they corn nuts? Yeah, it was just corn. And they yeah. made you eat it. Yeah, just well, they like forced you to eat and it. And the whole place is like fucking stank of corn. Was it like dehydrated corn? Yeah, it was like dehydrated corn. The whole place just stank It's deep fried hominy. And it, 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 it smelled like shit. <laughs> so you're. Well, no, you have. All right. You have to tell the corn story why you hate corn. No, no, I don't eat corn anymore. Why? Like, why? Uh, I was fed like six or seven cobs of corn when I was a kid. Because <laughs> my uh, friend, he just decides to take off to go see some girl at like four in the morning because he didn't want to tell all his friends to go home. Back when you didn't have a fucking car, you had to wait for a ride. So we wake up and he's gone. It's like, oh, he must be off. But. Well, he didn't show up for like 10 more hours for playing his video games in the basement. Turns out his dirtbag dad had stolen a bunch of corn from some Amish people. <laughs> <laughs> so they were going to have like a big like barbecue party, but the guy's a dirtbag. Everyone fucking hates him. So nobody shows up. 
So now he's got 40 uh, like cops of corn. He's like, I gotta get rid of these. He's got these three kids in the basement that he doesn't even know. And he's like, you need to eat this fucking corn. <laughs> and, and I'm like looking at it's like, I called my mom and she's not answering her phone, and it's like he's like you need to you need to eat this. And like, <laughs> the whole thing, and then he's like take another one. He's got a bucket full of belt, like melted butter. And goes, <laughs> he goes eat it. And we, we each ate like seven cups of corn piece. Yeah, all right. weird now. <laughs> so I didn't eat. I haven't eaten corn in like fucking twenty years. Oh god, <laughs> that's, awesome, that's fair. He got, I'm so sorry. He got he got corn boarded. <laughs> <laughs> no more. No, you will have more corn on the cob, Mr. Bond. No, please. But no, I mean, it's, it's like Delta Airlines, if, if you told me that they came through and just threw like chicken feed as they walked through, I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah. Probably another $30 for it, too. I mean, because, like, I love when we checked in. Like, most airlines are like, oh, you have bags? What? How many bags are you flying with? Delta Airlines, like, you brought bags on a plane? <laughs> What's like, your fucking issue? I don't remember that happening. Yeah, so we go in and we're just like, yeah, it's like, you paid for tickets and you thought those included bags? Oh, no. So I, it's, it's, I don't know why you're p- picking on Delta. They're, all of them are like, Yes. Oh, you know, oh they are. I flew United. It was you pay, fine. You yeah. pay for tickets. And you don't even guarantee a seat. Like you yeah. have to pay to make confirm that you're gonna get a seat on a plane. Because like it's like when I was signing up like on the to get down here, it was like okay, well you pay, you know, you've paid the fl- the cost of the flight, but if you don't pay us nineteen more dollars. We can't guarantee you've got a seat on this plane. You just bought tickets. Well, it's it's like Powerball, you know, like the Powerball lottery. They're like, do you want power play? It's like, well, yeah, I'd like to gamble. I have a seat, you know, (laughs) so that's the gamble. Like, you may lose your vacation, Delta, you know, and it's like, but why? You're like, I'm I'm sorry. We can't get you a seat on another flight. We can only offer you, uh, uh, offer you, uh, we can offer credit. We can redeem it for another flight. How many many credit cards did they try to sell you after you got strapped in? That was the other thing is that you'll get in the airlines, they'll belt you in and then like, hey, have you heard of the Delta Miles card or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, you've already got my fucking money and you already bamboozled me and you've like crammed me into the steerage compartment. You've upsold me on luggage and you're treating me like shit. And now you're saying, please trust us with credit. No. They play those commercials perfectly as the plane is about to take off is when about everyone's the most anxious, including the pilot. And they have these commercials that play right then and there. So you're like, direct attention because you're you're like, I don't want to pay attention to what's going on around me. So you're just listening to them sell you credit cards. Yeah, they're like, you have no choice. It's at full volume, like at the louder than the captain. It's louder than the jet. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, we know you have anxiety. Would you like a miles card? And you're like, oh, 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 save me. (laughs) Yeah, they're showing destinations you're never going to go to. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll go to Fiji, I guess. Air Canada (laughs) does that too. Yeah. It's like aggressively come to Canada, look at all of our beauty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they make you watch it. Come to beautiful Edmonton. Uh, no, no. I, I mentioned live there. Go to Windsor, the other Detroit. Uh. <laughs> Don't. No, the other Detroit is Surrey. Uh. I no. mentioned to a lone wolf that um, I liked uh, Alaskan Airlines, and he's from Alaska. And he's uh, he told me that. Alaskan Airlines is good to everyone except Alaskans because they hold them hostage. <laughs> it's like they're the only ones that service Alaska pretty much. And so right. they can just gouge them for everything. And whenever, oh, I'm sure. Whenever a new airline comes in, they will sabotage that airline in Alaska. And then it's like they say to the Alaskans, you're not leaving. You love me forever. Uh, <laughs> don't leave me. <laughs> How long were you guys stuck with all the Delta shenanigans? A couple of hours. Uh, and it was like a couple of hours of standby because we found out they just essentially lied to get us out of way from yeah. the first minute. Then we go to the second one, like, who the fuck are you? And we're like, the people that you said would, and they're like, no. Yeah. Well, it's not only that, you showed up for your first transfer, and you were, they hadn't even finished boarding. No, they, the they had at the desk has refused to acknowledge you. Yeah, he, he, they hadn't even finished boarding, and the guy slowly walked over when he saw us, and then was like, I'm just gonna put you on another plane. Like, no, no acknowledgement of anything, and the plane sat there for another 20 minutes. And I was just like, cool. Yeah, and we had to sprint across that airport. I wonder why they chose you. I don't know. 
I don't we, know, Stagger. We, yeah, we were just two normal, like everyone else in the airport, disheveled-looking people. Maybe they were intimidated by your beard. No. Because anybody who looks nice in an airport is not well, waiting for an airport. And, and that's the thing is, we weren't the only ones. There was there was like six other groups of people who came up. Was it like a pilot convention? And they're like, no, these are our seats. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, no, it's funny because there were pilots, and I know that like they'll fly you know, their thing for their shift, and then they'll fly home. Yeah, they got all the standby, like, if they come up, the standby people are screwed. Yeah, because they'll just... Cause yeah, they'll like, deadhead. They'll just go, oh, I need to get over here to fly the next plane. And yeah, like, they, of course. They have to treat those guys like gold, but it was funny uh, when they're doing, like, all right, now boarding, uh, you know, disabled and veterans for the first thing, and it's like the pilots come like, oh, boy, I hope I get on this plane. And I was like, yeah, Delta really hates their fucking own people so well, yeah. the pilots are like man I hope I get to fly today that'd be fun yeah like well that's the thing is it's like god when when you see I mean I saw a service dog get on a plane and I was like that's not oh, a service god, that yeah. was that, was old that dog was old enough to hold office goat yeah. that thing was old like it was like and it was dust a, and it was not a service dog it was like looking around it's looking shit. around like uh, wagging its tail and shit and it's like this is a service dog and I'm like trained to do what be happy <laughs> like, yeah, it was like a golden retriever with like a grace snout and it's like i don't think gray snout means that they're young i think that yeah, they're it, quite old it's like point. this ancient dog and someone's like this is a service animal and i was like okay well that dog gets a seat its service is bringing joy to the other pests i i, I it needs to service i and yeah the service light is on but <laughs> the the thing is is i'm just going like look i understand you want to fly with your dog or whatever i understand that but it's like can normal passengers have seats they paid for? That's it. That's all I ask. Like, I would like what I asked for and paid money for and agreed to. I don't like a shell game when I get to the ticket and they're like, what if double or nothing? And you're like, no, just what I paid for. What, what if, what if I get the thing that you have a contractual obligation to give me? How about yeah. that? How dare Ooh, you? How you. how fucking <laughs> go dare you? Go back to Canada with that nonsense. That sounds like socialism. <laughs> you say go back to Canada, Mike, but uh, Air Canada and WestJet are worse. Yeah. How so? Tell, tell us a little bit. Yeah, about let's that. hear stories. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what's the first Gen Con year? Not the one that you were at. 2018. Okay, so 2018. For starters, I go to Gen Con. My flight is uh, from Edmonton, okay, to Toronto Pearson, okay, to New York LaGuardia, what? Then over to Indianapolis. Okay, all right. It's 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 a check mark. Okay, I can dig that. Hubs and spokes. I get it. I get it. My flight back. Um, we get about as far as Pearson, then we have a problem, because you see, uh, inclement weather, so the plane is delayed for six hours. Not inclement weather in Toronto, inclement weather in Ottawa, which is a half-hour bus ride away. So, I think what? what happened was the crew that was supposed to get on the plane... Three-hour bus ride away. Oh shit, you're right, three-hour... Fine, three-hour bus ride. Half the time that the plane was delayed could have been used to bring the crew over to Toronto Pearson. Fair enough, okay, sure. So yeah, um, so it, it, it didn't get delayed six hours all right away. It got delayed in one hour increments so that WestJet wouldn't have to give us meal vouchers. And then we got to midnight and they and they said, yeah, sorry, plane's not taking off. Uh, good night. No, it's fine. Here's a number you can call and they can set you up with accommodations at a discount. So I called the number. Yeah, no, sorry, nothing. Wow. Like, Are you serious? He's like, yeah. And the guy, the guy wouldn't hang up first because I guess he had a script that said you're not allowed to hang up on somebody who calls. So I hung up. Uh, so yeah, so then I booked in with whatever the air hotel is that's next to the airport. Kind of expensive. At least I had some place to sleep. Uh, call my, my uh, travel insurance and they're like, oh yeah, they say weather. They, we can't really claim for that. I'm like, motherfucker, it's a clear sky. There's, problem's not weather, problem's scheduling. So yeah, no, sorry. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's like, oh God, all right, let's talk about hotels. Because that's the, that's the every favorite fucking thing. Everyone's I love got it. one. Everyone's got a hotel story. So let me tell you about my favorite my favorite new hotel company called Wyndham. All right, so Wyndham has this thing they do <laughs> yeah. where they buy they buy little hotels and they put like their name on it. Shit yeah. COVID. Oh yeah, they'll they'll go find the hotels that have been moth eaten by COVID and then they will put Wyndham on it and they will go Super Eight by Wyndham or Days oh. In by Wyndham. And here's what they'll do. Here's what we discovered. They'll put pictures on Travelocity and all these other places. Of rooms that do not exist. And then when you pay your money for your room, you show up and you get wonderful cigarette burn toilet seats <laughs> and cigarette burn bathtubs and interesting smells and ACs that blow out like nuclear furnace heat. But don't worry. It's Wyndham clean. 
the front the desk phone doesn't work either. Oh, the desk phone we found out does not work. It I was like click 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 nothing. Like nothing worked. And I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. I have dead outlets in my room. Oh, Wyndham, by the way, thank you for removing the batteries from the smoke alarm. <laughs> So that I can sleep well in the smoking suite in which you put me that I do not want. Which you had to give me because the other room had a volcano in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that heat was still going last night because all of the water coming out of uh, our faucet was all boiling. <laughs> oh, man. You know, Wyndham wants you to know that they have taken every measure to ensure that COVID is eradicated from the property. So well, we pre-boil. Like 500 degrees. Yeah. No, they just had the door open. Yeah, as a cleaning that's cycle. how they dealt with it. The door's still open right now. <laughs> they were like, hey, this room is fucked. <laughs> Hot and very humid. So it's just filled with mosquitoes. My favorite, my favorite Wyndham touch for decor was they were like, this room needs two paintings. It's the exact same painting. <laughs> so they just are like, let's buy 80 of the same painting and hang two of them right next to each other in each room. And I'm just like, what is this? And it's like painting checkbox. It's landlord super shit for real. I don't They're think like there was the ever They're like buying the cheapest paint. Right. It adds plus two to the room or it's dwarf <laughs> fortress. It's like RimWorld shit. So what, what makes me fucking laugh my ass off is... We have cigarette burns in our toilet seat. We have cigarette burns all up and down the bathtub, like burned into it. I mean, and that's then, like, those are meth spoons. And, and then we have, <laughs> and then we have, someone has burned holes like through one of the desk corners. And, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And Wyndham's like, this is acceptable. This is Wyndham standards of Wyndham clean. Wyndham acceptable. Wyndham acceptable. Because it's Wyndham. And so that's why I just keep mentioning, I'm not going to shit on the small hotel that got took over. This is Wyndham's problem. And yeah, I just want them to know them, that like, they... Shuffling every money, trying their hardest to get work done. And oh, yeah. And they're like only like four people working. Yeah, they're working those people to death so Wyndham can make their nut. But what's funny is that all that Travelocity shit, Mike and I had a fun time with because Travelocity, when I couldn't sleep for the third night of Interesting Smells, Travelocity sent me this email at three in the morning and they're like, hey... How was your stay at the Wyndham? And I was like, oh, glad you asked. And I was like, Mike, camera. And so we went up and we just posted all these wonderful photos so people can see what a real Wyndham experience looks like. <laughs> yeah. We were uh, checking behind the mirrors just to make sure there were no, like, peepholes. Because it was that kind of a place. <laughs> wow. And, well, uh, and we, we showed you guys, like, on Travelocity. They're different rooms. They are completely different rooms. Different interiors, different shit on the walls. It is a completely different place. Similar architecture, but complete. It is not this place. Good news, no peepholes, but there are big holes where people put fists through the drywall. Oh, Lord. Because they're right good. behind the mirrors, and people were just fucking cranked on shit. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, so every mirror that's in a weird place is to cover up a Kyle that's like decided to go drywall digging. I mean, it's <laughs> it's insane because people, you know, I saw the, the wooden stomper in our bathroom, you know, for the, uh, for the uh, bathroom door. Looks like it's it stopped the space shuttle. It looks like somebody just <laughs> like someone has like had that door kicked in a few hundred times. Probably the police. But like just we we have tile missing in parts of the bathroom. Like just there's like concrete drain. So we have these two paintings as Mike has shown us, and I'll pass this around the room so you guys just be careful. It is a nice camera. We have those same paintings. Yeah, the, the exact same paintings. So it is. It says two of the exact same paintings right there. You're like. Couldn't you have, like, switched them? I'm sure you got no, them. No, no. Like, you get the right size frame for it. It is the literal same thing in every room, and it is minimal effort. And so I'm sitting there going, like, but why Why would you Why would you lie about the room you had? Because people with vision and memory. <laughs> like, I remember <laughs> what happened yesterday. Pace. Like, Jesus Christ. Like I think they did. the into the gas yeah. station, and you're fucked. You yeah. already got off the plane at 1130. You're staying there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're just counting on you trying to be so tired you can't move. That, and you're like, this will do. The framing on one of these is slightly off, and it bugs me in a way I don't think I have words. I think they're concreted to the wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people steal those, as you know. What those was, are load-bearing paintings. What was that Jackbox? <laughs> Free painting. What was the Jackbox game we played where you, you buy weird things and have to sell them? Oh, yeah. the... Junktopia uh, or whatever. Junk yeah. I'm pretty sure those paintings were in there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's... It, well, it, that's the thing is it's it's the minimal amount of work to misrepresent something. 
And I'm just going like, but why? Because we are all weary travelers coming together to try to hang out. Like, whatever happened to decency and travel? I've been staring yeah. at these paintings for like 15 seconds. I don't know what those are. Yeah, it looks what's like, it looks like some out of Minecraft or something. Yeah. Yeah. How much did you get Aldonius in like there? I thought I it was a suburban at first or something. <laughs> You just come out of the room and there's just a bunch Wait, of framed Battletech art all over the hotel room. Kind of I'm kind of trying to fucking go. I'll take the Halloween themed room. Supposed to be. But it isn't. A petrified potted plant, maybe? But yeah, I just wanted to say that like it's it's really nice to come together with people and hang out and make these moments matter because I, I find that like during COVID we all did this weird thing where everybody like had to do this self exploration of anxiety or as I like to call it, all the normies felt the anxiety I always feel. Welcome to my level. And so I sit there and I look around and I see a lot of people who have been like really weird over the past few years. They they forget the really important shit. They, they just start finding new ways to put hats on their demons and reinvent them. You know, they're just like, oh, well, I did away with anxiety, but now I'm really into politics. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, it's a new religion. And it's like someone who used to drink a lot. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, I'm fine now. I've discovered like this, this lizard god I pray to. And you're like, oh, all right. Well, concern, but, you know, hope it works out for you. So it's, it's really nice to be able to finally after COVID and after everyone saying new normal and all that other shit to actually get together with people and be like, you know what? All this shit's lame. Let's just play coup. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. That and make some gumbo and, you know, make, make Nova's house smell like it forever. <laughs> I am there's, Duke. There's, there's worse things a house could smell like. I agree. I agree. It could smell like the Wyndham. <laughs> Wyndham clean. Wyndham clean. It's the smell of ozone, vintage cigarettes, and perhaps a destroyed aircraft cabin. Like, if you need to dress a Delta Green scenario, go stay at the Wyndham. Wyndham. Our pool are, our pools are at parking lot level. Oh, I, lo- yeah, I love, I love that. No, no, no. Not only that, there is a inch between the edge of the pool and where cars go by. Yeah. So, so like shit from the cars is constantly falling off into the pool. And then the two uh, air conditioners are leaking Legionnaire's disease water into the pool. So it's like, like imagine going to the Wyndham and getting like pink eye. <laughs> There's a lady squatting in that uh, air conditioner water this morning, smoking and ashing into her Michelob Ultra. And it just really, <laughs> it's, it's really just, you know. It's it a really whole... Wyndham experience. Yeah. It's that Wyndham experience. By the way, I found out at that hotel something funny. Um, they, they There's a box at the bottom of that sign for the Wyndham. And uh, it has no lock or cover on it. And it's literally, they drilled a wall switch into that. That's the sign light control. Yeah, like and a I just, light switch for your house. So, so like I, this whole sign that goes up the yeah, like just just a normal wall socket light switch. And so I, I think when we leave, I'll turn the lights off. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no one needs to see this place <laughs> for legal reasons. That was a joke. <laughs> yes, that was much a joke. We you said the thing. And then we'll turn the lights off. Minecraft. And run away from bingo. Allegedly. Allegedly, fuck games allegedly. workshop. Um. But no, it's it's like I, I don't understand why people have to be like lousy when it when it comes down to going places. Because I've been plenty of places where there's just a hole in the wall Airbnb, and they're like, "Well, this is Grandma's house. Breakfast is at ten if there is any," and that's true. It will be Grandma's house, and there will be some breakfast, but it's what Grandma likes to make. So it's going to be like German muffins or go fuck yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. But Grandma's Grandma. That's what you get. But it's reasonable. Everything that was said is true, and then you go and like. Delta Airlines, Wyndham, what have you. You put your hard-earned money. You take your one vacation you do every few years out of self-compassion. They're like, you know what? Now's the time I fuck somebody's life up. (laughs) And it's just out of cause, just because they can. So I'm just wondering why. I don't know, man. There's probably some... I I I mean, no, I'm I'm just wondering if... No, no, I'm wondering if it's like, you know, Fallout, where like every vault has a theme... (laughs) Oh, so like every like air- a fault experiment? Yeah, yeah, like every airline has a theme. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like Delta's is like time dilation. <laughs> it's okay. like Delta used to be good though. They had those sweet honey uh peanuts, peanuts yeah. They yeah. made those go away because people enjoyed them. <laughs> yeah. Delta is an experience to they see saw how you have low a smile on your face and they're like, fuck that. Del- <laughs> yeah. Delta Airlines <laughs> is like a US government experiment and like removing dopamine. 
<laughs> it's just like, how can I block this without medication? And also still make more money than anything. How can I turn bankrupt. trauma into <laughs> dollars? <laughs> They're considered like the bougie of the, you know, civilian flight. I don't know. Those flight. first class seats look like our seats, but there's less. Of the them. first class seats look like <laughs> second class seats used to 10 years ago. Yeah, that's that's what first class seats. Bring back those wicker chairs, man. Well, when we went to Detroit, we went to the Henry Ford Museum, and they made a mistake in that fucking museum. They made a big goddamn mistake. I forget which airlines it is. I think it's American. They have a big display called like a Century of Flight, and you can come in and see what Savannah Airline cabins used to be like. So we went to the eighty seven thirty seven and sat down in it. We're like, holy shit! You have armrests, cup holders, ashtray. I can lean back, my feet go up. This is amazing. And then you go back to like the DC three, and it's like nineteen forty one. And you get in, and you're like, well, this is loud as shit. But I can lean back and I can smoke, and the in flight meal is lobster and steak, <laughs> and it's real food. And then we go back to like the Ford Trimotor. And it's like wicker seats, and you look out the window in the simulation, and the, like you can watch people walk faster than the plane. But there's leg room, and you can drink all you want. There's no stewardess, there's no rules. And I'm just going, I'd go back to the Ford Trimotor. Like we get here at 11:30 ish, co pilots a thermos. <laughs> we'll get there. Dress warm. Yeah, just dress warm. It did like you get your airline ticket, and it just says dress warm. <laughs> bring a ziploc bag there are no toilets <laughs> oh but I, I just don't get it like it, it just makes things so much unnecessary and and, it, and what i what i love though is it's like alan watts said you god is big and she is black it's that darkness by which you judge your life so the joy of this of this meeting was made a lot better by the contrast of how shitty delta airlines was <laughs> So I'm trying to end this on a positive note. I'm thankful for Delta Airlines because it reminded me of the simple joys. X to doubt. Oh, I'm still going to be. Oh, no. Next podcast, I'll have something else. Don't worry. I'm always mad. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> I'm always disappointed. Um, but it's my second favorite. Um, so does anyone have anything interesting to take us out with? I The moment this podcast started, I had a huge fart building up and it's <laughs> I don't know no. play it share it yeah it. microphone's over there the no, 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 right there driver with four years experience hazardous materials twick and tanker if delta hire delta's hiring any truck drivers let me know <laughs> That would require Delta to want to service their equipment. <laughs> <laughs> service this, hand a plant. I would, but it doesn't exist. Oh! Nice. So, at any rate, remember you can downvote a podcast, but I ain't going to look at it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye! Bye! I've had a burrito sitting out in the sun for a while, so I'm going to go grab it. <laughs> <laughs>